and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. Court is back in session. With me, as always, is the man who was so smart, he once beat Ozymandias in a game of Clue, Mr. Drew Celestino. Board games are simple. It's it's the whole world-changing uh, plots that I lack the necessary skills to best Ozymandias in. Well, you would think the smartest man alive would be able to win a simple game like Clue. Sometimes when you're that smart, you overlook the little, little things. Ah, yes. You know, yeah. big picture versus small. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Here we are again, sir. How you doing? Week three. Oh, man. Of my cold slash whatever this is. So uh, I'm, I'm lovely. You, you look so happy. I'm beaming. Such a, such a smile. I, well, I finally called the doctor today and they prescribed me a Z-Pack over the phone. So apparently my doctor was replaced by Dr. Anon from WWE, but you know, whatever. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that means uh, I don't actually have a staph infection that's killing me, and uh, it, it, you know, we'll see. It's a little inside baseball for the wrestling fans out there. Okay. Yep. All right. I'll fly. I'm pilot. <laughs> don't ask. It's a long story. <laughs> All right. So, well, I mean, that kind of leads us into our opening statement, <laughs> sir, as the audience can hear. How was your week? Um... You know, I it's been like this. This has been largely the week. Yeah. Mis- misery and laying around, trying to sleep a lot, and sleep this thing off, which did have some limited success um, over the weekend and stuff. I do feel a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, if I had to put a percentage on it, I'm probably operating at about 70 to 75% of my normal capacity. Okay. But... Work today seemed to take a lot out of me, which is unfortunate. So I guess I'm not quite where I should be. Haven't been to the gym in a few weeks as a result, and I feel terrible about it because I just feel terrible about it, yeah. actually. That's the thing. It's easy to get in the groove. Once you get out of the groove, getting back into the groove is the hard part. I set all these new goals. I had this whole new like routine I was going to get into, and I haven't felt like doing anything. So it's, it's, it's been unfortunate because, you know, I want to lose like 15 pounds. <laughs> it's not uh, not going to do that sitting at home nursing a cold, unless I don't eat anything, but I do like to eat still. So there's that. Uh, but I mean, at been, least it's a, a functional co- cold. It's not like, I, you know. It's, here's why it's functional. Because I'm too stupid to not be active and productive. That's why it's functional. Usually, if you're in like the second week of a cold, or like you know you've had a cold for a good solid week and a half or so, yeah, you don't drive to Vermont. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay, yeah, I could see that. And you don't, you know, go to band rehearsals, and you don't have a brew day. Like I, I yesterday was brew day, so like that happened as well. We'll get into that in a minute. So basically, my own uh, insistence on. I refuse to slow down as much as possible. That's probably not a good way to kick this. It's probably how it escalated from whatever, you know, a cold into a infection, which, you know, I can definitely confirm it is. Well, so. I mean, you've got the whole sweated out logic going, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's well, that. You got the Z-Pack now. You should be on the road to recovery. I hope so, because this, uh, this is getting old, to be honest with you. So, a little, little tired of being sick it's not fun yeah. so um 
that's been uh, the bulk of, of of things. There's been, you know, we had a little mini mini uh, game night. Um, Jen invited me over to her brothers because she, she's watching the house while they're away. So she's like, "Come on over, and you know, I'll have Tim and Lauren come over." And I'm like, "All right." So I dragged my carcass up, <laughs> and we, you know, they came over, and it was like, you know, two minutes from my house. So we played a game, and I faded. I faded quickly. Yeah, but sorry, we, I couldn't make that one. Something, all right. something came up, and we did get a game yeah. in though. Um, Alan was there too, actually. Uh, yep. Did, did you play, play Clank? We did not play Clank. We played uh, a new game. And we all really liked it, and I forgot what it's called. Oh, Alan will correct me, I'm sure. But it was a new game whose name escapes me, because I don't write these things down, and I probably should. Kind of a combination of Risk uh, and Seven Wonders. Okay. So area control? Uh, yeah, yeah. Worker placement with, with, at all? With resources. Um, sort of worker placement. You... Mm, there's armies involved too, so you want to, you, you can take over territory if you okay. want. Let me see if I can get the name of this game really quick while I elaborate. But uh, overall, not bad. I won with a power move, controversial power move, but uh, only controversial in that you know we're going to get into rules being rule sticklers and whatnot. Yeah, as as the rules were written for each, see every character kind of like Seven Wonders. Every character slash country has. Uh, an attribute that kind of like not breaks the game, but they all have their own power ups. Right? Okay. One of mine stated that I could use what the way it works is you buy, um, you buy placements in the vague term, you buy placements bought with either currency gold mm-hmm. or sets of resources. Sets of resources means it's, most things cost three, six or nine. Okay. But they have to be unique. So you can't, spend three wood you have to spend like wood iron and cotton or whatever right my resource allowed me my character allowed me to use one of them twice per set so you know wood wood iron 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 sheep etc so uh i ended up using because that's my ability and the to win the game uh one of the ways to win the game is to uh buy the Great Pyramid, but it costs 12 unique resources to do it. So I had 10 unique resources, and then I used my ability to make up the extra two. Now, it could be argued that I could technically only use that ability once per transaction, so I could only use one resource twice per, right? Mm-hmm. But it, the rules don't make that super clear, so, I used, so I, used, I used it twice. I won. And the game is called Mare Nostrum. Mare Nostrum? Now you know. Okay. There you go. And I, uh, yeah, it was good. I'd play it again for sure. Um, now that we know, understand the rules of it and the kind of the ins and outs. Yeah. and Because no one really didn't, no one did any uh, attacking moves. We all just did resource collection and, and that kind of thing. Gotcha. I think we were all feeling each other out. But if you got into territory and stuff, I could see, I could see the game being much more uh, cutthroat. Potential for a wrath? Oh, Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Absolute potential. So, anyway, um, that's more or less, that was Friday. Uh, Saturday, it was a band rehearsal and MST3K kind of day, which was great. And uh, Sunday, yesterday, no, Sunday, geez, Sunday, oh my God. 
mostly laid low Sunday. Uh, we did end up um, taking my sister out for her birthday, um, which was cool. Uh, spoiler alert, don't go to the whiskey bar on transit called Neat. It's not neat? It's uh, new and swanky and overpriced with poor service. Is it poor service in that it's new and they're still kind of figuring out what they're doing or whatnot, or is it just poor service? Uh, maybe they're figuring it out, but dining room, it was packed, but I didn't see the waitress too often. Ah. Yeah. Oh, and the beer selection was pedestrian, and they kicked two, they kicked two kegs of beer I actually would have drank because they didn't anticipate being busy on opening weekend, apparently. In Buffalo. Hmm. In beer. Hmm. Strike. Anyway. So they're not going to be, they're not very neat. No, no. I, I I don't recommend. And the food for what you pay was a little, me. What a uh, pub food? Or? Uh, they have wood-fired pizzas. They've got a decent app selection and a fair, they got burgers and they got, they got a fair entree selection. But I mean... I wouldn't say anything on the menu is anything they specialize in. I think it's a national chain, actually, and I think this is like a new location for them. Okay. So, nothing to write home about. It's just a very, again, pedestrian menu. Nothing Would elaborate. you go again after a couple months? No. Okay. Not my not my scene. A one and, and done for... One and done for me. But we had fun as a family. That was nice. That's my good. dad, my stepmom, my sister, Jen and I. So, that was cool. Um, where I would go back is Sun... Um, Sun Restaurant, they have one location on Niagara Street in the, the city. This okay. is their second location on Main and Evans. Go to Sun. Sun is good? Sun is good. Vietnamese, Burmese, um, uh, Vietnamese, Burmese, Thai. Okay. And a very expansive menu and very, very good. So cool. I do recommend going to Sun. That brings us to yesterday, which was Brew Day. Uh, brew Day is always a good time. We got a nice early start. And, you had uh, off work yesterday, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. I do not labor on the Labor Day. <laughs> of course, brewing beer is kind of a labor, but it's my labor. It's a pleasure. That's right. So, <clears throat> Colin and I got the brew day going. I uh, It is September now, unfortunately, so it's getting to be stout season. So, I brewed a batch of uh, the darkness, the award-winning, award-winning darkness imprisoning me uh Imperial chocolate coffee milk, not milk, I'm sorry, chocolate, coffee, oatmeal, stout. Yeah, so I got your uh, your ribbon. I got my uh, my first prize ribbon. Is it uh, displayed prominently somewhere in your abode? It's on a shelf. I mean, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm working on getting a, uh, a proper beer shrine as I amass more hardware, ah. but we'll see how much more hardware I win. How often do you get a chance to brew once the winter season settles in? Not as often as I'd like, so I might have mm. to get another couple batches in before the snow starts flying. Yeah. So Which we'll if, see. If Farmer's Almanac is to be believed, there's going to be a lot of it this year. Based on the summer, uh, who knows? Uh, no, not excellent. I am I like snow, but I don't like a lot of snow. So let this, this give me enough for just long enough, and I'm okay. Give me all the snow all the time. No. I'll, I'll, give me a, just cover the ground. From, let's say, the end of November until 
mid-January, and I'm good. Unfortunately, this is Buffalo. Winter doesn't end until somewhere in May. So this is the time of year well, when I generally become jokingly, very... yeah. I think, uh, am I, I think joking, though? Re- am I? Yeah, realistically, uh, end of February. Once we That's get into, cute Once we get that. into March. Once, when we have the really bad years, when we get into March, like middle of March and still coming down, that's why I'm like, okay, we're good. Yeah, yeah that's, we'll get there. Yeah. I think realistically the heavy snow stops falling end of February, early March. <sighs> so. Yeah, I like a nice, just get winter out of the way. <laughs> like a Band-Aid. <laughs> Gone. Get it out of here. <laughs> so yeah, that's my week. Cool. Hi. Hi. Golden. <laughs> Oh, and I watched, uh, there's only six episodes, but I watched all of The Tick. Yeah, what would you, quick, uh, quick uh, thoughts for you? It's, it's good. It's good. If you uh, have any sort of fondness for the cartoon, um, it's Which a, do you? then the guy playing The Tick is fantastic. He is, okay. he is the new embodiment of, of, of the classic Tick you know in a slightly grittier and more foul mouth version of The Tick universe. The Tick okay. himself is still an oblivious idiot and and Boy Scout Golden Boy, but his gotcha. world's a little more messed up. Ah. But it's good. It's a good show. I I, I do enjoy it. It's not like in a you know, bust a gut laugh out loud, but it is a cool uh it's a cool show and the guy playing the tick is fantastic. Is it as funny as the animated series? Uh that's a no. We haven't had the uh Mad Midnight Bomber episode yet. <laughs> Which bombs at midnight. So we don't know exactly. Overkill, give me a grenade. Yeah. I don't have any. This is no time for games. So, yeah. All right, but it's my last one. Yeah, Overkill is actually uh, kind of insane in this new series, so. Well, it's supposed to be a Punisher. Huh, oh, God, and so. how. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, howdy. So, yeah, it's it's good, though. I do recommend it. It's pretty cool. Cool. That's cool. it. That, that's, that's all me. Awesome. Well, my weeks. Um, let's see. Friday night, I couldn't come out for game night. Again, something came up. Had to, had to handle that. Uh, Saturday, um, a good friend, Manny, came into town. Uh, yes. Uh, he and his wife and my uh, my goddaughter, Natalie, came into town to because uh, they were picking up Natalie in Syracuse. They are like, eh, we're already halfway here. Hello. Jot down to Buffalo and jot over to Buffalo. Sure. See us, and it was a great little visit. Um, we we took them out for uh, dinner at uh, Rain Tree Barn Grill, which okay. I always highly recommend. Great food, good people there, and everything. Good, just good environment. Um, Although, this is the first time that I had something on the menu that I wouldn't be able to recommend. Mm. They have a new barbecued section of their menu, and they had smoked chipotle, uh, smoked uh, Chevetta's wings. Okay. Now, I like Chevetta's. Yes. I've come to the conclusion Chevetta's needs to be grilled on. Uh, yeah, the char goes it, a long way. It didn't... The smoking <laughs> didn't work, so... Yeah, the char, yeah. The char is kind of part and parcel of the Chevetta's. Yeah, uh, so that was fun. Then uh, we came back to our place, and it, I introduced them to some board games. Okay, we played uh, King of Tokyo and Lanterns. The ultimate, the ultimate uh, in gateway. Yeah, if it's not Catan, it's King of Tokyo. Sure, that gets you in. Um, they loved them both. They had a lot of fun. 
Uh, then Sunday we, uh, we all went to church and then grabbed lunch. Where do we grab lunch? Went to Ted's for lunch. Oh yeah. Um, then they, they, uh, they headed out, uh, Sunday evening, uh, was, uh, Julie and I were supposed to go to, uh, like a gathering meeting per se about a wedding coming up that I'm actually officiating. Um, I ended up not being able to go because William, uh, is, was popping another tooth and these are the uh, back ones. So there was, there was no joy in Mudville for me cause I had to stay home with William. Uh, so Julie went, got all the, the info and everything. And then when she came, uh, my friend Adam, who's a semi-frequent question asker on the show, uh, texted me and said he had a game night going on. If I want to come, be like, well, you know, if this thing wraps up, I'll make my way over there. Fortunately, I was able to get over there and played a new game myself called Lords of Vegas. Okay. Oh, this game is awesome. This game is freaking amazing. And what makes it better is you are compelled to play the entire game in Bab mobster movie accent. <laughs> hey, yo, this guy over here with the offers and, and the stuff. Forget about it. I will uh, pretend not to be offended by all this, but okay. Oh, you're not offended by it. Okay. Um, it's a lot of fun, like negotiation in the game. It's like building and combining casinos and taking over casinos and things like that. Can you play as Mo Green? No. Oh. No. Can you play as Hyman Roth? No. Can you play as Nicky Santoro? You can't, but there are three Godfather games, board games out there that I know of. Okay. So, What about a Goodfellas and or Casino board game? I've never heard of any. I think we need that. Anyway. I think a Casino one would probably be better than Goodfellas. I don't know. I think they both are pretty good. Actually, as far as the movies go, and I know this is somewhat heresy, I prefer Casino to Goodfellas. Yeah, it's kind of her- that's kind of heretic right I there. Ju- it's, I, I'm not saying one heretic. is necessarily better than the other. It's just personal preference. I like Casino better. Here's the thing. People lump Casino, like the, because it was the same cast largely, people tend to crap on it. Like it doesn't get the same respect as Goodfellas. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. It's definitely a great movie. I was... That's that's my point. Like it gets underrated almost because it's it would, because it came on the heels of Goodfellas. Yeah, both are great. I'd have to give the edge to Goodfellas just because it came first, number one, and number two. Ray Liotta is fantastic as well. Ray Liotta is great. I would say Casino is a better De Niro performance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas Goodfellas well, is a better. Know, he's, he's pretty good. In- Goodfellas is a better Joe Pesci performance. Oh yeah, but it's well, close. Well, hang it's on, close. I don't know. It's real close because I really like him in Casino. <laughs> he's. He's good. That's a great movie. It's anyway. Fun. Um, so yeah, I played that. Uh, got a round of X-Wing in with Adam. Um, and then Monday was just kind of chill, relaxing. Cool. Yep. Monday and chill. Yeah. Monday <laughs> and chill. So that was our weeks, dear listeners. If you would like to tell us about your weeks, if you'd like to send us any questions, uh, comments to be right on the air. You can find us at the following social media locations on Twitter. You can follow us at devils do pod. You can go to facebook.com slash devils do pod. 
You can email us at thedevilsdewpod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, thedevilsdewpodcast.com. That being said, our opening statements being brought to a close, we do have some cross-examination. We have two questions. First, starting out from the aforementioned Manny. Sent in some questions for us this week. Dear Carl and Drew, I've got three items Three items for you today. I've got a question, a cry for help, and a demand for justice. Oh, boy. Feel free to take these in any order. Question. Just read an interesting article today in The, Gar- in the Guardian entitled, Not So Super, Why Hollywood Cinematic Universes Are On The Way Out. The author argues that while Marvel was able to innovate the way audiences approach movies and the idea of separate films with interlinked stories, most attempts to copy this formula have come up drastically short. He argues that is especially true with the DC universe, where uh, the most successful film was one that had be set in a different era, Wonder Woman, and did not require as much time as the cinematic nightmare that was Batman v Superman, or the make the audience commit suicide squad uh this word, has me play is fun yeah this has me wondering can dc fix the mess they're in by abandoning the universe approach or just focus on standalone stories are we seeing the first attempts with the changes to the batman upcoming whether we want it or not joker film um there's a lot to lot to go through there yeah, i uh, think i think the most important thing to remember about why Marvel has been successful is because they took their time. They were the first out of the gate. They took their time. Um, They hired good people. So it started off. I mean, Kevin Feige is is the man now. I don't know when Iron Man first started, if he was quite still the man in charge, but he might, I, someone, someone was, someone had the, the I think he kind of, I don't think there was a Kevin Feige air quotes before Kevin Feige. Okay. But I think he kind of like assumed the role towards the end of phase one. All right. That's fair then. So someone was steering the ship and, uh, the guys steering the ship at the time anyway, were the honchos of Marvel comics more or less. So Joe Quesada, Bendis, um yeah i think some of the uh it was it was quite a little team that team has been disbanded by the way um to for better or worse is still kind of playing out right now but uh they had vision yeah and it worked and, and you know ultimately it worked um dc was playing catch up so the strike one they're behind strike two though i don't think they have anyone there in the film division with any sort of vision or even coherent, real understanding of the properties that they're adapting. Yeah. No, I'd agree with that. I I mean, it looked like they were kind of getting things in order with Wonder Woman, and then all the announcements that have happened since Wonder Woman looks like they're kind of going back to form. Yeah. Um, I I listened to a really interesting... uh, take an analysis of Superman the motion picture today. It just the original with yeah, Christopher Reeve? Correct. And it's just a dissection of why it's great, why it worked, why Superman needs to be a certain way, why he was why he was that way at that time in his cultural meaning and, and significance and, and the era in which he was formed and the world that he kind of needs to live in in order to function. And it's basically everything that makes that movie work 
is why Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman are terrible. Because you take Superman too far out of the things that make him work, and he's broken, and you can't fix him. Yeah. So if you don't understand Superman, you, you're... You, no, you, you don't can, put you him can, on screen. You can put Superman in a modern world, but you have to keep him Superman. Yeah, I mean that's easy to say. I'm, I'm, I'm getting like the the interview or the 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 analysis is kind of interesting. So basically, here's Superman's Superman's de facto position. Superman is good guy, right? Yeah, he is the defender. He's a guy who sets things right. He is not a guy who. Uh, Let's see. How do I put this? Superman needs to inhabit a good world. When bad things happen, Superman fixes them to restore good. Keep you with me so far? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman take place in a bad world. And Superman is not there. To, he, he is no longer a defender now his character is now in a place where he has to be a proactive agent of change as opposed to a defender. And Superman in a bad world makes him out of place. He's no longer the defender of the good. Now he is this outside agent of change. And it's it doesn't work as well because the world he lives in is full of cynical, terrible people. Why would they have any reason to want him to help them whereas in the good world everyone admits that it's good and when bad things happen they need superman to restore the good and they love him because he is the defender and the restorer of the good in the bad world everyone's bad everything is bad superman is rubbing up against it all but people don't necessarily realize it's bad in world so what is he he's this outside agent working against things that they know it, it, it's it's a weird analysis, and I recommend yeah. checking it out if you can find it. I think it's Movie Bob. He he's a pretty known YouTube yeah. movie critic. Check it out. It's it was an interesting listen it's, anyway. I think there are some valid points there. I think, however, like if you were to take the Christopher Reeve Superman and put him in the Man of Steel world, he would still be that Superman. He would still be that good Superman. Like one of the as as bad as bad as like Superman four was, one of the things it kind of did right was kind of showing Superman learning that it ultimately has to be by example. He can't fix a world problem like that by himself. Sure, he can't like disarm nuclear weapons from every country by himself. Um, I think that. In a world like Man of Steel, you have to show Superman, I mean, obviously you show him in a macro sense, tackling the big, like, world-threatening issue, but to really drive home the point of Superman, you show him on a on a smaller scale, doing smaller things that have a bigger impact. It's it's also about beautifully in this this picture I came across on the internet. I think I mentioned it once to you before. And I just did a picture of a small child with who was who has a physical disability and they have a walker and Superman's just knelt down hugging the child. And when you when you look at the picture, you can almost hear the dia- the picture's done so well 
that you can hear the dialogue of the child saying, I know you can't help me, and that's okay. Hmm. But he's there regardless. I think that's how you get Superman right. You can put Superman in the darkest, bleakest, baddest world that you can think of, and he's still, as long as he's still that beacon of hope and goodness, then the character works. Batman just stopped giving him guns with cars with machine guns and he plays a game of spy hunter with in one scene. Batman's got a lot of problems too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so DC's, yeah. There, can it be fixed? Uh, now? No. Uh, yeah. No. Current state no, is it no. Can't. no, it can't. If they're Justice gonna, League isn't going to fix this. If they're going to do everything that they've announced in the past couple weeks that they're going to do, it's just going to... It's gonna end in a flaming heap of yeah terrible movies, but it'll be it'll be edgy and, and violent and sadistic, and 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 the the fanboys yeah. that like that stuff will eat it up, and they'll insist that everyone's else is just a hater, and you know whatever. Okay. Yep. Sure. So okay. So now Manny has a cry for help. As most married men, I am oftentimes forced to sit through cinematic abominations because the lovely brides want to watch something. Lovely bride wants to watch something. Man of the Mormon. <laughs> I agree to subjecting myself to these because I enjoy coitus. This led to being subjected to a made-for-TV remake of Dirty Dancing. Back in the spring... Back in the spring. Uh, months later, I've still not been able to get these horrific images out of my head. I have seen bad movies before, but this Jaws 3D look like and this made Jaws 3D look like Empire Strikes Back. Oof. I am haunted at night by the ghost of Patrick Swayze. He doesn't say anything and just sits all? at the foot of my bed and <laughs> shakes his head at me. Please suggest something to watch that will clear the palate and deer and please suggest something that will get this out of my head. Um, I'm going to say Ghost with Patrick Swayze. I was Swayze. just going to say, yes. watch Ghost with Patrick watch Swayze. Ghost. ghost is a great movie. Ghost is awesome. And the wife will like it, too. Yes, because it's Ghost. Exactly. And then never you watch a movie with your Never watch a movie with your wife again. That's my other suggestion. To <laughs> so, yeah, uh, basically most other things Patrick Swayze related. Ghost, Roadhouse, Red Dawn. It's um, a good call, generally yeah. speaking. Generally speaking. Maybe not Black Dog. Nah, you know, there's a line, but yeah, um, yeah okay. if you can get the wife to watch that stuff with a friend, that's your move. Yeah. That, wait, let her go have her little movie night with the girls, yeah. and then you you go do anything else. Yeah. That way, try, it'll make the marriage last longer, in my opinion. <laughs> it's, their their marriage is fine, but it'll keep, it'll keep some mental peace and stability. Hey, mental stability is good in a marriage, trust yes. me. Yes. Okay. Uh, lastly, a demand for justice. Uh-oh. I visited Carl and Julie, and more importantly, William, this past weekend in Buffalo. Yes. Drew was too busy to drop by for dinner and meet a fan. I did tell him you were sick. Uh, dude. I demand satisfaction, sir. As penance for abandoning me, abandoning me, one of the following must be completed. Okay. A, a video of Drew watching Carl play with his favorite childhood toys Drew could never have. <laughs> <laughs> B, a rewatching of the trial of the Incredible Hulk. C, did a, we watch the trial? We didn't watch. Yeah, it. that was the one with Daredevil. That was the one with Daredevil. Oh, the trial, of course. Yeah. Uh, C, a Devil's Due episode dedicated to a Drew giving scene by scene commentary of GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra. Oh. Or D, free long cold dark merch sent to yours truly. Well, I can make that happen. 
Yeah, we can we can we can do we can do a few of those things maybe. We'll see. I might I might be able to watch the Rise of Cobra again if I get to just cr- do like a bad movie yes. night critique of it. Yes, but put the mics so on and I can just watch me either either break all over again <laughs> or or <laughs> throw some scorn on this on this uh, trash heap that is GI Joe Rise of Cobra. Been a, it's been a while. Been a long time since you I think the away. wounds have healed. I think. I think Snake I think. did have lips. He sure did. Because, you know, the guy who doesn't talk, <laughs> he should have lips on his costume. Yeah. All right, so... Lorenzo de Bonaventura, everybody. <laughs> Producer extraordinaire. <laughs> Steven Summers. What's he up to nowadays? I don't know. Hopefully nothing. I think we looked this up before. I don't think he's doing much. <laughs> All right, Manny, thank you very much for your questions. We appreciate it. Next up... Returning from a bit of an absence, Mr. Jay Gelsimino. We, we have not had Jay and Alan at the same time for some time. This seems wrong. We we have not had the the Pan Am connection. The of, the, the, the the World Series of, of cross examination yeah. participants. Yeah. You know what's happening here? It's kinda like a uh this is an old school WWF build. You keep the two guys away from each other for a while until the big culmination <laughs> until the big match it's the opposite of what, what they do now because now they just have the same guys go at each other every week ad infinity infinity until you don't want to see them ever again all right before we get to jay's questions yes. i have a question for you sir. go on it's wrestlemania when no i'm just saying oh it's wrestlemania okay jay and alan are in the main event against each other okay what match do you set for them what do you mean like, is it just standard straight up match? Is it tables, liars, and chairs? Oh, cage match. What, what stipulations do you? What want? are we set? Uh, what are we setting up for? Uh, but these two, I don't know. That's a tough call. Given their, mm, no, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll read Jay's questions while you while you ponder. Ice cream on a pole match. What? It'll make sense later. All right. <laughs> <coughs> okay. Excuse me. Carl and Drew. Early reviews for Inhumans are not very good. Yeah, it's, I've heard it's fair, and that's as best as that's, that's that's the best I've heard. Do you think the folks at Marvel may finally get the point that not even a teleporting dog can help this franchise? Maybe. Maybe. It's, it's tough to say because Marvel hasn't had, like, yes, you know, we are not crazy about Iron Fist, and Iron Fist received, like, majorly negative reviews. Sure did. And we'll see how, you could say that's kind of Marvel's first misstep, and you can see how um, they may fix that in season two, but Iron Fist is different from Inhumans in that Iron Fist doesn't follow a year-by-year schedule, whereas they have a couple years, depending on how they're going to do the order of the seasons, to make adjustments, whereas Inhumans is a network show. It's got to follow like a year-by-year schedule. So, I think they're going to do it, it'll end, and they'll forget about it. Yeah, it's... It's, 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 it's an effects-heavy concept, Yeah, and it's something that no one really wants Honestly, no one really wants the Inhumans. No. And 
if it's not good, like if this if this series doesn't give them a really good reason to want the Inhumans, it that's it. it just put it to bed and yeah. never try again. And and they shave Medusa's head. What's one way to get her on the budget cuts or to, to, with, with her hair effects and all that, which looked like crap anyway. So anyway, uh, you know, I got some I, I just I have weird feels about things in Marvel going forward. I think they have some behind the scenes things going on. Well, I mean, we have no reason to doubt as of yet. Uh, I've got a lot of reason to doubt the Inhumans. I mean, I think there's well, we've said things happening behind the scenes as far as television or cinema or the whole whole house. I think with each year that goes by, I think the demand and the mandate to make Marvel whole becomes stronger. As far as like Fantastic Four and things like Everything. that? Everything. X-Men, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, all of it. And I think if I'm Marvel, I got wheels in motion happening somewhere. Yeah. I mean, because you want your toys back. Yeah. And they've got the muscle to do it. And I think other studios are smart enough to know, as we said before, fans don't just want any old thing. They want yeah. a very specific thing. I don't want Fox's Fantastic Four movie. I oh, do want no. Marvel's Fantastic Four yep. movie. And I think Fox might know that. So I've become very deals. I've become very indifferent to Fox's X Men films. Sure, sure, sure. To but where you know they used to be enjoyable and now they're just meh. Rumor has it rumor, rumor. Rumor has it that one big piece that Fox wants and now you're seeing it come to fruition. Uh, for a while there, the the talk was that um, Fox and Marvel wouldn't play nice together because Fox really wanted TV rights for the X-Men, which Marvel controls all their TV rights exclusively. Yeah. I mean, what, got, what have you been seeing coming out lately? There's two X-Men shows on television right now. There's Legion, yep. which I've heard nothing but good things about. I mean, it's I not know. even an issue of quality. Just Legion and what else? And uh, the, the Gifted. The Gifted's not coming out, right? Yep. So that's two X-Men shows coming out. That's kind of funny, considering Marvel historically did not do those sorts of things. Yeah. So Fox seems to have rights to X-Men TV shows now. I wonder what else is going on. Was a little deal made somewhere. Where Marvel said, okay, we'll let you have your little TV shows. Give us the Fantastic Four back and don't tell anybody. Again, this is totally unsubstantiated. I'm just throwing it out there because for a while that was the talk. That that Fox wanted TV rights for X-Men and and Marvel wanted something in return. Yeah. What did they get in return? I don't know, but we'll see. I hope. I hope. If you're Marvel, I get wanting Fantastic Four back. Are you trying really hard to get X-Men back, film-wise? Uh, Just because it's such a big world in and of itself. As a fan, I understand if they wanted to keep them separate, and I wouldn't necessarily begrudge them that. Yeah. But if I'm Marvel, I'm still thinking about, I want all my toys together. Okay. Period. All right. I want Wolverine rubbing up against Spidey once in a while. You know what yeah. I mean? I want Magneto to show up and have a face-to-face with Dr. Doom at some point. Yeah. That kind of thing. Okay. All right. 
So, uh, question for Carl. I've recently purchased a PS4. Congratulations, Jay. Jay, blowing my mind right now. Besides Uncharted, any other good game suggestions? Have you ever used PlayStation Now, which is like Netflix for PS3 and 4 games? $20 a month, a big library. Um, I'll start with the last question. I've never used PlayStation Now. Um, typically, if there's an older PlayStation game I want to play, <coughs> that you could probably get it used for cheaper than a PlayStation Now thing would cost. And I found in the past couple generations that backwards compatibility is not as important as I think a lot of people give it credit for. Because uh, you think, like, and this is, I think this is pertaining mostly to uh, Sony and Microsoft that don't have, like, a historic library the way Nintendo does. Sure. So I think that, like, the backwards compatibility, we're kind of living in generations where if you want it, you can just go get the old system for dirt cheap. Like, I, I there... There are a few times that I really made a point beyond the first couple months of owning the system of playing previous generation games on like PlayStation 2 or 3. Well, because you got a steady out. stream of new stuff coming yeah. out. But when you do want to go back and play the old stuff, it would be nice to have the yeah. option. Yeah, it would be. I but mean, I, I, I still why. have my original first gen PlayStation 3 that's sure. fully backwards compatible with two. I mean, things sounds like a and one. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Thing sounds like a jet engine taking PS3 off grill. 10 minutes, but uh but no. So yeah, I mean, I would first find a good chunk of games that you legitimately want to play from previous generations before you plot down the money for PlayStation now. It's cool service and all, but I think it's very player dependent on whether or not it's for you. Um as far as good games I can recommend, uh definitely Horizon Zero Dawn. Um trying to think uh battlefront 2 is coming out battlefront 1 you can get dirt cheap uh, if you like first person shooters titanfall 2 is absolutely incredible and all the downloadable content is free um uh batman arkham knight is great um trying to think what else i know there are others that are just not springing to mind right now because I, I will be the first to admit, as much as I enjoy PS4, it was a long time before they got going on the games. All I can offer up with my PS4, and uh, if you do like first-person shooter games and you don't want to play online, because, you know, competitive online is can be kind of a cesspool. Uh, it's called a mute button. It Whatever. Um, Doom. Doom should be mandatory for all gamers to play. That game is phenomenal it's on my mount rushmore of games it is legit as they come and i'm sure you can get it pretty cheap right now and it is a romp and a half that game rules hard hard son the soundtrack rules real hard and the game itself is legit it is the most refreshing first person shooter i've played in a decade if not more cool no more crouch to health no 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 more no more linear path to the exit. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You're going to go fight some people, and they're going to hunt you. So you better move. You better find a health pack, because you're dying. Doom. Doom is life. Doom, oh. Doom is good. And, of course, Windjammers. Just came out last two weeks ago. 
15 bucks will be the best 15 bucks you ever spent. Wow. I've spent a good 15 bucks in my day, sir. <laughs> it better be good. Okay. <laughs> All right, Drew. Yeah. Since Mario is no longer a plumber, what dream job would you give him? This is something we're actually going to uh, some news. Okay. What, what dream job would I give him? What dream job would you give him? Um, I mean, he's already had all the dream jobs. So, I mean, you know, he's, he's a doctor. He's a, he plays tennis. He plays soccer. Soccer. He, he, yeah. he, 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 he does it all. He's been at the Olympics with Sonic, of all people, who didn't deserve to be there. Uh, I mean, yeah, Mario's already been everything. So, you know, okay, you know what I dream job I'd give him? Mario can be, um, hmm. Mario can be, jeez, I don't even know. Mario could be a producer. He's just a pitch man. <laughs> Mario producer. He's already done everything, so he can just pitch ideas all day long. Uh, you know what? Has he been a hockey player? Ooh, no. Would he be good at hockey? That's the question. Well, I would assume he's he's good at everything else. So yeah, I'm sure Mario Mario could be a hockey. I'm just saying, too. if they did like Mario hockey, bring back the characters from ice hockey. Mario could be the fat one. Sure. <laughs> Although they've slimmed Mario down in in years a little bit. He's pudgy, but he's not like what he used to be. Yeah. Well, if you consider Luigi to be thin, Mario is clearly a little more rotund. But he's not Wario, who is obese. But you you know. You know. I got you. So, yeah, you know. All righty. Okay, so, Jay, thank you very much for your questions. <coughs> that brings the uh, questions to a close, and now we have to open up the case files. Uh-huh. We've got some news. Do you want to start at the dumpster fire, or do you want to end there? Let's just get it out of the way. I'm just... <laughs> I, I, uh, it is the gift that keeps on giving. You know, it gives stuff to us to talk about every week. It does. Let's let's go. Let's get into it. All right. So as we discussed last week, DC announced they're doing an origin Joker standalone movie. Hashtag worst idea ever. Hashtag on par for DC. <laughs> Uh, earlier in this week, it was announced that one of the actors being rumored for consideration of the title role of the Joker is none other than Leonardo DiCaprio. Sure. If, if this was 15 years ago and none of the other stuff happened, none like the other DC movies were out there and Warner Bros. said they're doing this. Martin Scorsese produced Leonardo DiCaprio starring. I might be able to get behind it if it was 15 years ago. Why not now? DiCaprio, still a fantastic actor. Yeah. Still very good at what he does. Yeah. A lot older now. So why does Joker have to be young? Doing an origin story. Well, that's the sticking point, really. And yeah. Joker has always been, like, kind of wiry, gangly-looking. Leo, sir- Leo can pull that off still. No. He's got to hit the gym, that's <laughs> all. So, yeah, that's my thought on it. What's your thought? I mean, it's not the worst casting idea I've heard. It's just, it's just if you're going to do an origin story, it is a little odd, because he is not a uh, you know strapping young lad anymore. Now he's more of a strapping old lad. So... Yeah. 
it's a little curious. I mean, on the surface, though, if you say we cast DiCaprio as the Joker, I'm like, oh, that's that could be interesting. That could be decent. He's good actor got, and got the acting chops. He can play. Uh, he can play manic and crazy and unhinged pretty well. So, but yeah, I uh, whatever. So I here's I was listening to a different podcast day, and they were mentioning this. What kind of deal do you think Warner Brothers has to pony up to DiCaprio to a get lot. him into this? Think big big the, money. Think he gets the the Nicholson deal? What is it? Where he gets a, a percentage? The yeah, the <laughs> lot of money up front, and then points on the back end. Oh, why would they want to do that? I don't. I don't know. That seems that seems to be folly, if in my opinion. Um, like, is it going to make that much money where they would let it? Is it going to make so much that they would give him profits like that out of their pocket? They could cast anybody in that role, and it would make money. So why why go all crazy with the DiCaprio money? To me, it just seems silly. I don't I don't think it's that movie's gonna that might, movie, it might be a desperation move to reestablish credibility in their eyes. I mean, obviously, Dosta, obviously that doesn't work. I'm saying I'm taking their perspective of thinking from. It. Let me. Uh, uh, that's stunt cat. I mean, that's a, that's a stunt. That's just a stunt. I I don't buy it. it seems silly. Pay, right. pay, pay someone half as famous, less than half as much. How about that? Yeah. I mean, honestly, people are still going to see it. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. I have no... Is that the only dumpster fire news we have? That is the only dumpster fire news we have. All right. I'm noticing there are dumpster fire news stories that make us laugh. I And dumpster fire news stories like this one, we're just, we're just kind of ready to throw up our hands and well, be like... I got here's here's one for you, dumpster fire related. Did you hear the rumor who's going to play Shazam? No. Okay, let me ask you this: Who is in talks and allegedly still playing Black Adam? The Rock. Do you want to know who's they have in talks? Rumor, allegedly, again, rumor to play Shazam. Give me a minute. So, guessing it's in our. Re- is it John Cena? His name is John Cena! <laughs> do, 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 do. All right, give me a minute just to kind of visualize. Thrice in a lifetime! Visualize. He's got the chin. John Cena looks like a superhero, so I could see it. I give him the right it. hair. You kind of, as... Shazam, you kind of have to ham it up because it's a kid acting old. Which is John Cena's character in a nutshell. An I, overgrown child. I I don't hate it. It it makes <laughs> it makes me it makes me eye roll. Don't get me wrong. There's uh-huh. a cringe factor, but I'm like, this is the best we can do. There's there's worse to be had. Uh, sure. Sure. That's the rumor. You could do better, you could do worse. That's the rumor. I don't know. Whatever. Um right. so in terms of the whole dumpster fire phenomenon though, man, I'm actually just at a point with all with, with all of it where I'm it's you know I the reporting either 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 the reports need to stop or fans need to stop caring about it because 
it's just like all the reports. It just seems like it's it's mass insanity and indecision over at Warner Brothers. Where to me, it's just like you know what, crap, or get off the pot with all this. I I don't care anymore. I just don't even care. You guys don't know what's going on. You know what you're doing. I, I, my ears are now plugged. La 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 la. Talk to me when you've got some concrete plans, and and then we'll talk. In the meantime, well, we're doing this Joker thing over here, but maybe not. And then we're doing this Joker thing over here, but maybe not. And Fleck might be out, but maybe not. I, yeah. <sighs> so are you saying that going forward, our policy should be to report only on confirmed factual? No, it's not nothing to do with us. It's just, it's just, I'm just like. And I'm just making an observation. Man, if, it's just, if, it's, if it's gonna, almost if, exhausting keeping up with all this. Basking in this warm glow that well, is the that, fire. I, I think they're probably trying to say, okay, we need as many news cycles for us as we can get. Ugh. Take away from Marvel as much as we can. Marvel just put, Marvel's just, yeah. they got their feet up on the desk. They're less like, eh, look at them, look at them scramble. You go ahead. You're adorable. Oh my God. Yeah. Just, just come up with a plan. Yeah, no, I agree with and you. And make it happen. In the meantime, yeah. I, ah, uh, I just, it's just sad. It's just sad now. Like I was, I was kind of laughing at the fire, and I'm just kind of like, "Oh God, just put it out. Just put it out. Just, we don't need another Springfield tire fire. Just, yeah, just, <laughs> just, just, just extinguish it now. It's burned too long. Yeah. Stop. Stop. He's already. Yeah, it's dead. like that. Like, oh God, man. Oh yeah. Well, Look at it flail. Look like, at it. Fla- oh. Like I said, it's the gift that keeps on giving. When, when is Justice League coming out again? I, I, November. I, I ask this every week. When's that coming November. out? November. Let me ask you a question, because I think something else comes out in November, does it not? Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Which one makes more money? Oh, Thor. What? Um... See, that's a real... That's a head-scratcher. I think... I think Justice League makes more money. That's but, you would think that. But you have to think that Thor is going to be the better movie. Well, that's it's, a guarantee. It, it's not that Thor's not going to make money. Thor's going to make money, and Marvel's going to be happy with the money that Thor makes. But I think Justice Thor's going to make a lot of money. Justice League is going to be one of those. This is what we've been waiting for films oh. ever since. Like the first, yeah, because of what it is, it's yeah, ha- it, it kind of has to make money. But like, God, I would just laugh—not laugh. Yeah, no, I'd laugh if it if it underperformed and Thor like made more. Yeah, I think Thor will. That would please me. I think Thor is going to be like what the first Guardians was. L- little. Um, because the, hit than, the, than expected. the two Thor films previously are admittedly on the weaker end of the spectrum of the Marvel films. Sure. They still they're did kinda, well. They're, yeah, they still did well, but they're also like the films that people cite when they're talking about, you know, quote unquote, bad Marvel films. I don't think they're bad. Yeah, I, know, I, know, I just I know. think they're on the weaker end of the spectrum. Sure. So I think you'll have a lot of people not going to see Thor right away. For that reason, but then once word of mouth spreads, just like with Guardians, Guardians, it was Guardians took number one in the box office the week it was released. Then the next week, 
the new Ninja Turtles came out, and that took number one at the box office. And then Guardians took over number one the week after that and held it for like three or four weeks. See, I feel like the the reaction to Thor has been nothing but positive so far. It's been nothing and but I think positive, and, but most of that positivity is coming from people who are tried and true Marvel fans. Right now, if it's coming out in theaters and it has the Marvel Studios logo on it, we're going to go see it. But here's the thing. I, I, I don't know about that. I think it just has an overall positive impression on audiences. I don't think anybody expected that trailer to be as awesome looking as it was. Well, because it's such a dramatic <laughs> palette change for the film, not just in, in visuals, but in tone as well. Like the, tr- I think people were already more on board with more getting more Thor. They were already, you know, like conditioned to want more Thor based on the Avengers flicks. Even yeah. if even if the Thor movies themselves were on the weak side, I think people generally like okay, new Thor movie, cool. Then that trailer shows up. It knocks everyone's socks off. No matter how you feel about Thor, the first two Thor movies, it almost doesn't even matter anymore with these Marvel flicks. It's like okay, well, there's Thor. I like him. And then Hulk shows up. And everyone loses their collective mind. Yeah. Well, I, I, see, I feel like that alone is going to get people in for this flick. Here's more my, so than the dreary. Sorry, more so than the dreary Justice League with an yeah. unlikable Flash. Here's my question: Does Thor get a sequel if Loki doesn't hit big? How do you mean? Like, do you the think, character? Do you think if Loki didn't pop the way he did? Yeah. Do you think they make Thor too? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Every one of those. Every one of those characters. Every one of those movies was getting the sequel regardless. Okay. All right. I was just because the reaction. The, the, yeah. Justice League is November seventeenth. And Thor. Uh, I think Thor might be the first week of November. I'm checking right now. Man, I would wish they would go head to head. God, that would be hilarious. See, I don't think that would benefit either one of it them. It wouldn't, and they, and they would never do they're it. Because they're just going to take money from exactly, each other. Exactly, I know. They would never do it. But, God, that'd be funny if they did. I mean, Thor, I believe Thor would... See, that's... This is really a conundrum. One. Yeah. I really feel like this is a conundrum. Yeah, and we're in my basement now, so my internet is taking very long. Thor is... Uh, taking so long to load up. Wow. Yeah. Underground, whatnot. Where's your router? November third, the yeah, third. November third. Okay. 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 Well, so all, right. That's that. all right. That's all right. That's a dumpster fire. Okay. So, Drew, as mentioned in Jay's question, uh, Nintendo officially announced this week that Mario is no longer a plumber. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are you your know, thoughts on this being the biggest Nintendo fan ever? Well, you got to look at Mario as a whole. He started off as a carpenter, technically before he had an official name. So he wasn't originally a plumber to begin with. He was Jumpman, and he was a carpenter, because Donkey Kong's levels all take place on construction sites. So then they made him a plumber once they shifted him to underground with uh, Mario Brothers. Not the Super Mario Brothers, but Mario Brothers proper, um, the original Mario Brothers, which was a pipe-based, uh, similar to Donkey Kong kind of game. Yeah. And then pipes kind of got carried into Super Mario Brothers, into the, into the Mushroom Kingdom, and since then, Mario has been a plumber more retroactively than actively. So, yeah, there's pipes in the Mushroom Kingdom, but Mario doesn't exactly fix them. He kind of traverses them. And since then, he's been, like we said, a doctor and a soccer player and uh, a kart racer and, and all this other 
peripheral stuff. I doubt Princess Peach has him fixing toilets. You know what I mean? I mean, he's got the skill set, so it does come in handy. I guess. I feel like the whole plumber thing has kind of just been like a... Uh, like, to me, his origin will always be he's a plumber from New York. Like, it, it just it's just part of who he is. But to kids today... That probably doesn't make any sense because they don't have the you know the background on Mario. But in our pop culture, gr- growing up, that was Mario's origin. Like he was a plumber from New York who got sucked into the Mushroom Kingdom. It's out of the manual from Super Mario Brothers. And then you know later made, made more whole in America anyway uh, by the 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 TV show, the cartoon, and even the movie, which carried it as well. As bad as the movie is, they have, that's the direction they went with. Yep. Nintendo can say what they want. He's still a plumber to me. Given, let's not pretend Mario has a real hard cannon either. So you know, <laughs> given how pipes are used in the Mushroom Kingdom, should you find yourself in the Mushroom Kingdom? Yes. Would you be comfortable sitting down to drop a deuce? Um, because you could be sitting there and all of a sudden piranha piranha plant. Well, generally, up out of nowhere. Y- y- you'd want to look at it for a minute to see if one does come out or not. Okay. And if it yeah. doesn't after a few seconds, you know you're, you know you're yeah. good. You might get sucked down into another dimension while dropping a deuce. You might warp, for all we know. Yeah, yeah. But generally, just, just look before you squat, is all I'm saying. Okay, all right. Um, but yeah. the thing about this also, and the thing to keep in mind, again, canon in Mario is like very is there a canon i know there's a very defined canon for zelda even zelda is fluid if you it it, it's it's all nintendo's very pick and choosy with their canon okay they're games they're not really this new game is the canon kinda it's whatever the new game is that's the canon yeah that's kind of even zelda with its timelines and all this business yeah whatever the new timeline is whatever the new game is that's the new canon Ganon bad, Link's all the good. Okay, cool. Gotcha. Uh, Mario is even more fluid. And I th- and if there was a theory that was posited a long time ago, Super Mario Bros. 3. Think back now. Yep. How does the game open? You, you put it in the system, you push, you push the power button. What's the first thing you see in Super Mario Bros. 3? The curtain's going up. Curtain goes up. Good call, right? Yeah. The levels... Wasn't remember how, like in, remember uh, how the levels were kind of like the, the the platforms and some of the levels were like yeah, yeah. they look they, they look like they were like bolted to yeah. the background kind yeah. of like there's some kind of set. They're saying Mario's a play. Super Mario Brothers three is a reenactment of the events of Super Mario Brothers one, arguably. Actually, no, it's not arguable. Shigeru Miyamoto, Leo, later the creator of Mario, later came out and said that like, think of the Mario cast as an acting troupe, and every game is them putting on a performance of that particular course of events. Take. All right, sure. So Mario is whatever you want him to be. Effectively, he's an actor. Two also had like the curtain look and whatnot, but that was not technically a Mario game. Technically, Proper. no, but it was retroactively incorporated. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, shy guys and 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 things like that were brought in. Birdo, they're they're all core Mario characters now. So, go figure. All right, Drew. Yeah, this next story is gonna be a little painful. Okay. 
because this has been tried before. It kept keeps popping up every once in a while, but then it just kind of keeps getting squashed and we get happy about it. <laughs> but it's back again. Apparently, the remake of one of our all-time favorite movies, The Crow, ah, is This will never go away, will it? Again. Jason Momoa, still rumored to star. Of course. Of course he is. Um, this won't happen. God, I really hope it doesn't. I, I can really pretty hope it much promise you it won't. It's been in development hell too long, and you're still not topping the original. Yeah. It, the, and not, not to mention, the original is very visually and conceptually inextricably tied to a place in time. Yeah. And I think we've gone beyond that. The imagery doesn't work with, a, with today's culture, if you will. And, I don't know, I just, I don't see it working. The, I mean, the concept is timeless, but the crow as we know it, with the look and the, all that and the music and, and, the, and the, yeah, it's, it's 80s, 90s, period. Like, that's it. That's what it is. It's, yeah. You can't take it away from that. So why are you going to do a new one? Like, what's the point? What would be the point? Money. Uh Superhero con slash comic book films are much more bankable today than they were back then. They are, but who is hard up for a crow movie today? I'm not. The audience that wants it it doesn't doesn't even want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So ah. I think it's it's a generic term, but the crow, both the film and the original J. O. Barr comic series, were both lightning in a bottle. Basically. And Every film attempt to recapture that has failed miserably, and most comic attempts to capture that have failed miserably. There's been one good non-J.O. Bar. You know what? I think J.O. Bar did write it, though. Uh, Curare, which was, I felt was really good. Uh, but it's just like one of those things that it, it was what it was, and Let's appreciate it for what it was and always cherish it for what it was and just let let it be. Yeah, just, I mean, we don't need another one. It's, yeah. It exists. It's yep. fine. Move on. I There's no need to keep this thing going. So, Drew. Yeah? You got $800 lying around you want to just kind of spend frivolously? Because if you do... I do, but... You could have the biggest Lego set ever oh. produced which is the Millennium Falcon Lego, mm. which you can, once you build it, once you assemble, I think they said 7,500 pieces. Okay. Um, you can modify it if you want. You can have the Falcon as it was in Empire Strikes Back. Uh, you can use a little Han Solo figure that has the mask on and some little Lego Minox and whatnot. Yeah. Or you can have the Falcon for what it was in Force Awakens with the rectangular radar dish and old Han and Chewie and Ray. So the difference you're saying is basically two pieces. Old Han, young Han, round dish, square dish. $800, please. <sighs> well, it's also, like they said, the biggest Lego set ever created. I believe completed, it stands uh, eight between 8 and 10 inches high and is almost 3 feet long. Question. For that money. Yeah. It better be delivered to me by the current actor playing Chewbacca. Okay. 
in the Chewbacca costume. Uh huh. And I best get like a hug and uh, like some photo ops. Do you want him to carry you around on his back? And and free tickets to every Star Wars movie that comes out for the rest of my life. See, that's pretty. You're getting a little, little demanding there because there will there will be a Star Wars movie every year for every year for the rest of your life. You know that. No, there's nothing planned beyond the third uh, legacy Listen film. to you, you adorable man, you. We'll see what happens. But no, oh, we the, sure will. Back to the subject of the hand. $800. Like yeah, that seems a little steep. And yeah. I also, um, as a, this is a total fan nitpick point, but why would you make the biggest Lego set ever the Millennium Falcon, when the Super Star Destroyer is right there. Oh, they've already made a Super Star Destroyer. But it's not the biggest one they've ever done, apparently. I think it's I think it's biggest in that number of pieces that it is, not physical size. I think the Super Star Destroyer is still like longer than so why is it, Falcon would be. Why is it less pieces? It's bigger. I, I don't know. See, again, this I'm is... I'm not a Lego person. This is news I thought was funny, so... That's, that price tag is... Uh, ridiculous by the way legos um, in and of themselves yeah and I, I as a kid i grew up with legos and i love them but i don't remember paying that much for them no. holy crap there was also really? less licensed legos back then you had to kind of use yeah. your imagination you had spaceship yeah spaceship and i built my own spaceships yeah my own design yeah nope not anymore no nope. build things it just sums up everything about our culture in 2017 honestly like no imagination, no imagination, no thinking for yourself. No, 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 no. Established brand here. Established brand. Ah, established brand. Yes, mm-hmm. I know established brand. I feel comfortable in established brand. Thinking myself is scary. Give me established brand. Warm blankie, warm blanket of established brand. Yeah, I kind of realized that was true when they started remaking movies that were made in my lifetime. Yeah, you're gonna get another one too. Which one? Wait. Are oh, you just saying? I'm just saying. Oh yeah, yeah. That I know. Um. So okay. Final news story. Drew, today is a very special day. Is it? This is a very special day. This oh. is a very, very. Uh, and today is actually the day. This isn't something that has happened or will happen. It's on today. Okay. Twenty five years ago today. Oh boy. Batman the animated series oh. debuted. We've talked about this series numerous times on the show. Yeah. So I think, by and large, our audience knows our feelings, but there there are things that like are st- that you know are good, and they're established a good, and you've heard pretty much everything there is to be said about it, but <laughs> still bear talking about it. Sure. And I think this is one of those things. A truly revolutionary show and set the standard for fans at least for everything that has come since then. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm struggling to yeah. uh come with a, a follow up to that, but no, you you basically covered it. It it is a landmark show. Better than it had any right to be. Set a set a standard for animation that honestly most shows to this day don't live up to. Yeah. Like it is a it was it was landmark in terms of animation quality, design, execution, 
care and and real distill distillation of of its concept and its core it was masterful and to this day i don't know that dc ever did a better show and marvel sure hasn't although they came close with it with uh avengers uh, uh yeah. Mighty Th- until they canceled it before an inferior one good job marvel anyway batman the animated series though uh is probably i mean and i'm a comics guy right yeah Batman the Animated Series is probably my favorite interpretation of Batman, period. Full stop. Yeah, better than, no, better than the comics. Like, it gets his whole world so right, and it puts its own unique spin on it, and makes it all work together. And it does all work perfectly. It's like the perfect version of everything Batman. <coughs> no, I would, I would definitely agree with that. Um, it... <coughs> It gave us Harley Quinn. It reinvented Mister Freeze from a gimmicky villain to a, like serious emotional gave him some pathos. Character. Yeah, um, it gave us the voices, not only for the Batman, not only for Joker, but for so many other characters. That if you still read Batman comics, those are the voices you hear in your head. That's yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, twenty five years old. Uh, Everything and everything it led into the Superman animated series, Batman Beyond, uh, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, all fantastic. I know that Batman the animated series and Superman the animated series are available on Amazon Prime. Justice League and Justice League Unlimited are available on Netflix. I how did these rights get split? I off? think I think Batman Beyond is also available on Amazon Prime. All right. It also gave us a little uh, uh, reminder that, um, you know, Adam West. Uh, the Grey Ghost episode. Yeah. Just. It, it kind of made it okay to like Adam West again. It, it did. Because there was that period in the, in, the, in the Burton afterglow where it was like, 60s Batman sucks. Yeah. He can't be joke. And animated series like, no, no, no. We owe him. And we're yeah. going to pay homage to him in canon. With with our Batman, and that was the thing that he credited with, um, starting to get him work again. Was that episode? Was that episode? That's great. That's awesome. So yeah, fantastic show. Go twenty five years. I'm old. Twenty five years. Oh lord, I'm old. I am older. Ah, but but Drew, yeah. Let, let us go now to something that. That will make you feel young again. Will like it? Like when the world was new and full of possibilities. Go, go on. Let's rustle some papers. Oh. What, what is that? What is that? That is me simulating the rustling of the papers. That is a plastic thing. Well, notes are on the phone again, so I had to rustle something here for the dramatic effect. You had to give away the illusion. Shame, sir. When you're watching episodes on the couch with the wife, I I can't have a notebook in my lap. It just doesn't work. So, um, Defenders update. Are you still only current episode current or current episode current? Okay. I have not gone beyond. All right. So, episode three. Worst behavior. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Lot of... Of stuff happens in this episode. <laughs> just this is, itching to get to the end. This is a this is like a mega. I don't want to say plot heavy. It's the wrong word, but there's a lot of like they shifted 
years. It goes from like the first two episodes are kind of like laying the groundwork. This episode's like, get ready, we're running now. Yeah. Do you so, feel like it was rushed in this episode? No. Because See, I didn't either. Because it pays off everything that happened in the first two. Yeah, and it feels like a natural acceleration of pace. Right, 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 it, right. Like it, it did, it did it well. Here's where it felt. I'll give you this. It did feel a little rushed having, uh, in the end, Danny showing up at the boardroom of apparently the hand, the whatever they're calling themselves now, Midland Circle or yeah, Marine Midland Arena. Basically, uh, the hand. Yeah. So, um, it felt a little rushed in that you know he he set he goes to his offices and. DSS Machina secretary has all this information. Yeah, mid level secretary instantly knows. Right. That's my like biggest. Yeah, you know, that check was a little the episode. Mid level secretary instantly knows what the hand is. Right, right. That see that that's a little eh. And then he goes to the boardroom, and Alexander happens to be there with whatever. So yeah, I can see that being you know a nitpick on it. But overall, all the other developments in it were solid and founded on what they've established in the first two episodes. Yeah. So I was okay with all that. Also, something else. Um, just I have to point out, and I have it, and and I have lots of question marks next to it. Um, Danny goes to to Rand, and as someone who didn't finish Iron Fist, my notes say, "Oh my God, Ward survived Iron Fist." Yeah, he did. Why? Yeah, he, uh, he, he redeemed himself a bit. No one should have survived that show. <laughs> it's debatable if Danny should have survived that show. <laughs> anyway, you know, you know what's funny? Look, I want I want to point out two things here. Okay, since you brought up Iron Fist, when Danny is talking to Luke. Yes. His 22nd explanation of his origin is better than the entire series of Iron Fist. Yeah. Not only that, the fight at the end is better than any fight we saw in Iron Fist. Yes. I feel like Marvel... See, Marvel already got rid of the showrunner from Iron Fist. They should do more than that. They should somehow make this guy pay for having (laughs) ruined Iron Fist. Spite him. Spite this man somehow. Yeah. I know that sounds really terrible. I I'm, 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 I'm jesting, but man. Because here's why. In this show, okay. Danny's still kind of annoying, but way less so. And ev- di- uh, diving right into it, I'm just going to tell you what I really liked about this episode. Put Danny and Luke in a room together, and suddenly I'm having fun. Yep. Uh, the, and and but that's before the fight even starts. Just put them in a room talking yeah, to each other. and it's fun. Yeah. He's, he's like, I fought a dragon. Luke's like, no, you didn't. Get out of here. <laughs> it's on. great. I just want to watch these yeah. two. I just want to watch these two, like, bandy about. So, like, they're getting along all cool. I'm like, oh, this is fun, Luke and Danny. And I'm like, oh, it's the Heroes for Hire. It's, it's, I don't know. I still am getting a charge out of that I, that happening on my TV. Yeah. I know it's weird to say. No, but it's, it's... So... They're getting along, then they're not. Yeah. But... Well, I mean, you know... Luke puts Danny in his place, though, man. Yeah, Luke calls out Danny, and we get kind of a callback to the uh, the social awareness of Luke Cage. Yeah. The series Luke Cage. Right. Um, here, and it's... You know, Luke it's calls good. out Danny, and Danny like gets to realize that there's more than one way to skin the hand if you will it it definitely uh it gives danny a fresh approach luke's critique of danny is well placed but you know it's it's 
it's it's I like that it, it sticks it sticks true to Luke's character as we have established him in these shows yeah. and his mission as it were in these shows. Yeah. Um but you know to, in, I'll, to be fair to Danny like yes he's privileged but you know Luke Danny kind of points to Luke though like you're not actually seeing my side of it either. They're both yeah. kind of presented as like hey you're wrong hey you're wrong here's why I'm right here's why I'm right. And they're both justifiable in a way. Yeah, it's like That's not someone... to say that Danny is not a privileged, you know, rich, whining white boy. He is. Yeah. But anyway, no, it's good. I like I like that uh, Luke's character is consistent and still has that core to him, which is unshakable. And I I I like it. And I like that he has to go. He rubs up well against Danny. And eventually, and we'll see how the next five episodes play out. But I do hope that they are buddies. By the end of all this, and you know, Heroes for Hire, yeah, maybe not Heroes for Hire, but the two of them being a team up is a classic, and it's, they're, it's a classic. And they were smart in this episode because they gave you that Heroes for Hire moment, that moment before Jessica and Matt showed up, where you had that couple quick beats where it's just Luke and Danny, yeah, yeah, and it's just like I got my notes, just big bold letters, Heroes for Hire, yeah, and we're we're finally getting that payoff, right. And I like that uh, Luke is still nursing a, a sore jaw in the beginning of the episode from when Danny <laughs> hit him. And even Claire's like, you're hurt? How did, wh- yeah. What happened? And as soon as Luke says glowing fist, you know, clicks in Claire's right. head. And then, you know, the girls have to put the boys <laughs> together and learn how to play nice. So but let's let's jump back a little bit. All right. Um, what, what do you think of the opening of the show? Like how they did Electra's... Uh, Chocolate syrup resurrection. Kind of neat. Yeah. Kind of gross. Um. So like she's back, but she's like dumb. I guess. Like she doesn't. She's not all there. Well, there's probably a kind of a jolt to being brought back to life. It seems like she's kind of an amnesiac, which makes yes. me wonder. I clearly though not because her skill, her fighting skills come back, but it's kind of like. What's the point of bringing her back to be your weapon if she doesn't know anything anymore? <laughs> well, I think, I mean, and this is one of the ways where it's just kind of hashtag because magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, they have a way of bringing her back in that, as we've discussed in the comics, when the hand brings you back, you are subservient to them. Sure. So maybe this is just part of that process. Yeah, and she, again, her fighting skills do come back. Yeah, but we also see that Alexandra can fight, too. Alexandra. Yeah, Alexandra. Yeah. Um, she can fight. Yeah, yeah, she got some moves. Yeah, and we're getting more and more insight as to she's been around. She's been around. So I, again, I my first question, my first note is how old is she? Number one and number two. Well, she talks about Constantinople, right? And the, and the guys and the like familiar, right? So she's old. Yeah, and apparently, and she's the head of the hand. She's old. She's the head of the hand. She's been around this long, and she's just getting cancer now. Don't spoil, don't spoil anything. I'm not going to spoil anything. All right. I'm just, no. these are the things that, this is yeah. what's going through my mind watching the show. So, I get you. We'll see where all this goes. Um, what do you, what did you think of her? She, we see towards the end of the episode when she shows up. Uh, Electric? I don't want to say, yeah. I don't want to say costume, but outfit redesign. It's fine. It's got yeah. the, it's got the red sash in the, the red front. And the- yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine. I, I have no real hot takes on Electra's costume. I was, just curious. Yeah, it's good. 
Um, I did have a little. I was a little upset when she's she's walking through that little armory with Alexandra, and when she's still like training or whatever. Yeah, and she she sees the size, but she doesn't take them. She takes those other weird two in one swords instead. Take the, the size are right there, man. It's your thing. It's like your gimmick. It was her thing. I Part see. Part of the old life. I see. I see. Okay, fair enough. Yep. Um, stick, stick. Oh, stick, stick. Well, don't let it ever be said that Stick is not a man of conviction. He's a hand surgeon. Wow. So Stick cuts his own hand off to escape. Yeah. To protect Danny. Yeah. Stick, buddy. It's not really worth it. <laughs> At least not yet. I'm sure it will be later on, but for yeah. now, Danny as we know him, I'm, I'm not, sorry, Danny, I'm not cutting hand off for you, buddy. <laughs> You're on your own here. Would you cut a pinky finger off to get out of cuffs? For Danny? No. <laughs> it's predominantly useless digit to begin with. Well, uh, for you, maybe. Um, uh, guitar player. Yeah. yeah. You know, my right one might be expendable. My left, though, I kind of need. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Excuse me here. Stick uh, slices off his own, own hand to escape the hand. That's like a thing. They did like a thing there. Yeah. Um, Jess is getting her investigative investigation stuff going on yeah i like how the show kind of gives everybody their it lets i mean it, it's it's either smart or cliche i'm not sure how you want to look at it but to me it's pretty smart everybody gets to like use their their niche well yeah. in this show jess's investigation uh matt doing his legal stuff Danny doing Danny things. <laughs> Danny good and, Danny. And Luke, uh, Luke, you know, being the man on the streets, the social, yeah. the social conscious kind of guy. So I like how they do all that. And uh, Matt is sent to Jess by Hogarth, even though... This is what I was confused well, about. Matt is sent to Jess by Hogarth by proxy through... But Foggy. she wasn't going to be charged anyway, so why was he even there? Just to kind of prevent her from getting into any further trouble i would guess okay i I, i'll go with that yeah uh then we get that little following sequence which is interesting interesting matt had to know here's my question matt knows things matt's got senses he knows smart he's smart how did he not know that she was that she pulled the tables on him it turned turned the tables on that she was behind him i think if he's tracking her by footsteps we also have to remember, Jessica, even though she hasn't shown the ability of flight in the show... The it's com- implied. The comic character has the, the ability of flight. She, did, she has just jumped. Yeah. She, she has jumped, so it's possible that she just like jumped and went around. And I'm not saying how. It's just how did, yeah. how did he not know that he was being followed in, in return? Little nitpick. Matt's, Matt's I mean, he eventually does pick up on it. Yeah, yeah. And that's when he goes daredevil mode and gets himself caught true fair enough yeah yeah Um, not saying they're perfect reasons but luke is now kind of realizing that the severity of things he's in as well things are getting bigger um so the kid that he was trying to protect knows he's basically going to get killed in prison because the hand the sx machina the hand um so now luke wants to know what's going on with all this business and that's kind of how he gets pulled in um. Yeah, the, you know, uh, 
kid dies, uh, killed in prison, as he predicted. Yeah. That kind of brings us, yeah, that that, that brings us That's, to all of them coming together the, into the, the boardroom. The scene with the mother is so heartbreaking. It is. Yeah, it like, is. Uh. So, all of our heroes are now kind of brought together. Yeah, and they're all fighting together. There's a hallway. Yeah, there's a hallway fight. Uh, it's one. It's not as nearly. It's it's no, a hallway it's, fight. It's no Daredevil season two hallway fight. It's not even the season one hallway fight. Or but, yeah, season one episode. Well, two. But, well, season two is pretty strong too. It's good. It's, it, season the season first one, one. Season, season one better. Yeah, it left the impression. But season two is upon rewatch was pretty savage. I'm not saying. It and wasn't. not to mention, in season two, we got not one hallway fight, but two. We had we got the Daredevil hallway fight where he fights in the hallway, then the stairwell. Then we got the Frank Hallway fight in prison, if so, you remember. So will we get three in season three? <laughs> Hall- hallways for everybody. Um, uh, but no, this this fight is just... It's everything we've wanted to see since Daredevil. More or less, sure. And All and- of them. To, it was kind of like the... It was like, kind of like the camera panning shot in Avengers, Avengers yeah. when they're finally all together. Yeah, and kind of like this that. was this was that, but with a lot more buck kicking. I'll I'll give it that level of credence when I've got Matt and Danny in costume. Yeah, so I won't hold yeah. my breath because I know they don't want to put Danny in costume for reasons that I don't understand. But um, anyway, yeah, cool. Everyone's together. Like they're fighting. They know what they're up against now, and we've got uh, five more episodes of this to go. Yes. I'm enjoying it. Um, I've seen some mixed reaction to it online. I have, I've, I'm avoiding spoilers, so I don't know the specific gripes people have with it just yet. So I'm going to wait to finish it, and then I'll do a little uh, back back uh, backtracking and see what the, what the harps on it are, and I'll see if they match up with anything that I come up with. Um, I don't have any major hot takes on the show thus far. So, um, it, it, nothing that's a deal breaker anyway. Yeah. I mean, Danny's still kind of annoying, but he is kind of better than he was he's in Iron Fist. He's a lot better in this, yeah. in this series than he was in, in his own. He's, yeah, I, I would agree. And, and um, having, having watched, you know, the whole of this series and not spoiling anything, I'm very much looking forward to Iron Fist season two, not only for how they improved Danny on the show, but it'll also be our first uh, showing of how how Marvel corrects itself from from yeah if they deserved criticism yeah, yeah I if agree. they listen to criticism make the necessary corrections or if they just say we're Marvel we know what we're doing and stay previous course sadly I could see either scenario playing out but yeah. um, I will say this about the show though three episodes in while it's cool that they're all together. It still feels very much like a continuation, more so of Daredevil and Iron Fist than it does anything to do with Luke or Jess. Luke and Jess feel like they're there for the ride. Yeah, I mean, so far because their own shows didn't really have any narrative tether to the hand. In no, all the, in all and this they shouldn't business. have had. No, they shouldn't have had. Um, you need a threat big enough to bring all of them together. Sure. Um, and so far we have, we've only had one threat on that level and that's been the hand. I mean, outside of like bringing 
And it, I think it would be kind of cheesy if they did it outside of they outside of bringing the antagonists from the other shows together like a legion, super team legion of doomish yeah, yeah, yeah like if you get like you know diamondback and wilson fisk and i mean first of all i wouldn't want to see that because i think that they would just lessen each other as characters and uh you find i don't know we'll so, see yeah. I, I feel you it's just it's it is it does feel more to me like a daredevil iron fist centric show just because of the antagonists but i don't mind having luke and jess along for the ride because i like having them here so anyway yeah so far so good yes next episode's really good okay good to know so ladies and gentlemen that uh that kind of does it for us here another episode of devil's due in the the courtroom ledger if you will we appreciate you stopping by and and listening to us uh if you want to help out the show please by all means uh retweet share our new episode announcements that's very much appreciated if you want to send any questions or comments to the show to be right on air you can find us at the following locations you can find us on twitter at devils do pod you can go to facebook.com slash devils do pod you can go to the devils do pod at gmail.com or you can find all this information available to you on our website the devils do podcast.com that being said drew any closing ideas, statements? <sighs> Let's just hope I don't enter week four of this. Come on, z <laughs> Do stuff. Carve a Z in that cold. So yeah, that's it. I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm okay. All righty. Cool. Get Folks, it. thank you. Courts adjourned.